0: So good to love on the Lord and just worship Him and just enjoy Him and just be with Him and acknowledge Him for who He is. Father, we do love Your presence. We just thank You that we can enter boldly in and we are here. We thank You in this place. In this place is Your glory, is Your love. We are accepted. We are surrounded. We are are filled with Your love. And in this place, we honor You. Worship you. We glorify you for who you are. We thank you, Father, for you are holy. You are holy, and you are right, and you are pure, and you are precious to us. thank you, Lord, that you are doing great things among us, and there are great things that lie before us. We thank you that you have a plan, that you have a purpose, and it's better than the plans of man, and it's better than anything else that we could come up with. It is your plan. It is your desire. It is your design. Hallelujah, we give you thanks and praise tonight. We're working in our lives. For you're alive in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, you're alive in us. Spirit inside of us. Lord, you're alive services you know we're not really in a hurry and so if it seems like we're just waiting we are sometimes you just get it on the, the inside to not be in a hurry I already received some things and I know some things I'm supposed to say but uh, we don't need to be in a hurry amen nobody be nervous if you're in the presence of God be in awe huh. He loves you. Great things He's got planned for for us, for you, for me. Thank you, Father. Let's just stay here for a moment. Stay here for a little bit longer. Would you do that? All your attention, all your mind on Him. Lord, we worship you. And many have desired. You've longed for me. You've asked for me to move in your life more and continually. And that desire, that 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 yearning from within has originated from me it's my desire that you would want these things and so it shall be and so you shall behold wonderful things in my presence and and desires will be fulfilled by me and you'll see my glory oh Oh, and you'll behold my, my presence. And you'll walk with me close. And I'll reveal secrets to your heart. And I'll show you my ways. And I'll show you what I've got in store. Ha, ha, ha. Those desires are of me. Thus says the Lord. Ha. Oh praise you we worship you wish we shall sh- has to pray us and we shahasta cruch to pray to, to time to, live in just time to again, uh, yes father yes we set our hearts we set our mind on things above. we set our hearts and our desire only on you and you show us ha, what you can do through us in our lives we bless you we thank you for moving mightily mightily and showing us continually how deep and how wide how vast is your is your greatness the expanse of your kingdom Lord we give you all the glory all the praise Uh, we seek your face and we find Thank you, Lord. We knock and it. It's opened unto us. We ask and we receive. Thank you for your presence. Thank you. Thank you for your glory. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. We honor you. We bless you. Father, we give you place in our lives. ourselves your will be done in our lives not the ways of this world the ways of God thank you Lord. well God is good I tell you he's here <laughs> amen amen I'm glad we waited a little bit more though because now we can now we can go different direction and do some other things, but we couldn't have. That wouldn't have felt right. It wouldn't have been right. Amen. God is doing great things in our midst. Amen. If you're new with us on a Wednesday night, we call this a believer's service, believer's meeting, and it's designed for believers, and we just, we just seek the face of God. Man, he's always got something great in store. He wants to move in our lives more and more, so we come. We just give him place, and uh, we let him move. And he's already doing great things. Amen. And I knew earlier, as I stood back here, I, uh, I knew this. And I don't throw I don't throw words around lightly because I know they can be, you know, just frequently thrown around in church. But one of the one word is for some individuals. It's a word called breakthrough right and, and, and again don't just I know sometimes we break through break through everything's a breakthrough uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that at least not with this emphasis without really knowing but there are individuals that have been uh, you know been dealing with some things been stuck and haven't been able to get through um, but by being here tonight you will go through and uh, and, and you'll see you'll see situations circumstances change that have been been there for a while and you've whatever haven't been able to get through but it'll break maybe it already has tonight (laughs) but it'll break if not it'd be broken you'll walk out of here through you know not on this side on this side then it'll be behind you you'll be through you'll you'll be glad you'll rejoice and you'll, you'll point back to it and say yeah God did that for me in that service that night yeah. yeah. Tonight, the next thing we're going to do, this is, this is good, is we're going to do communion. All right? Amen. That is a breakthrough door right there for some. Praise God. So why don't we be seated? Amen. Hallelujah. I'll come down there with you. You, Lord. Just... Amen. If you're not sure about communion, I, I don't want to make any assumptions. Come to church, people at all different levels of experience, and, and uh, some of you know all these things very well, and others might say, I've never been in something like this before. Uh, and so I don't really know where everyone stands, but communion is a celebration for believers uh, related to Christ's uh, death, burial, and resurrection and what he went through on the cross. And, uh, and so w- why don't we go ahead and we'll just pass out the elements now. Uh, it's a, a cup, you know, that has grape juice in it. And we'll explain. And then there's a piece of bread. Uh, if anyone, if everyone is welcome to participate everyone can participate if you don't want to you know you don't have to uh but if you'd like to um you can all participate just get the items the elements and hold on to them all right hold on to them Then we will all receive together that way it'll allow me to make uh, go ahead go ahead guys whenever you're ready and uh it'll allow me to make a few comments and uh you know, you hear the word of God, you can get in faith about something. And for some, you know, like I said, this is a breakthrough moment. Yeah. I want to read it something, and I recognize that with uh, liquids being crossing your lap, you may not be able to look at these scriptures or this particular passage with me. If you can, great. Uh, it's 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 if you're not able to I'd rather you be focused instead of going ah man there goes the, those tan pants now they're tan and purple <laughs> at least it was for a holy cause in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'll read in verse 23. Paul was writing a letter to the church at Corinth. And he said, For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you So this is from, he said, I got this from the Lord. This is not my opinion. This is not just my idea. He said that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. All right, this is what we call the Last Supper. You've seen the picture where they all sit on the same side of the table? All right. Something like that. Probably didn't look exactly like that, but it worked good for the picture. it was a picture, right? No, probably not. Uh, he took bread, verse twenty four, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which was which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes therefore whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord but let a man examine himself examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself not discerning the Lord's body not doing what? Uh, discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and, and sick among you, and many sleep. All right, the sleeping he's talking about there is premature death. Uh, many times people ask questions about that. They, why do some people, uh, you know, die too early? Well, that's stated really clear right here. You know, why 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 do people get sick? Well, that, he stated that real clear. It's a failure to discern the Lord's body. What do they need? What do you need to avoid sickness and premature death? Anybody get it? Discernment. You need to be able to see. You need to be able to have a revelation, an understanding of what Jesus did for you. The body of Christ. Amen. The body of Christ was broken when he was with, when he went to the cross. Now we are the body of Christ, we're not supposed to be broken. Amen. And divisions in the body of Christ open up the door for bad things to happen. Yeah. You ever find yourself at odds with another believer? Quick, fix it. Huh? Unforgiveness in your heart. Quick! Get it out. Quick. Yeah. So that's easier said than done. I know it's easy for me to say it right now, but it's still it's 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 true no matter how easy or difficult it is to say. He's given us the key here. People get sick and people die early. Uh, They don't discern. They don't understand. They don't understand the body. They don't understand what took place. Amen. Now now, now think about it for a moment. We hold in our hands the two elements. One of them being the cup, which represents the blood of Jesus shed for us. The blood of Jesus shed for us has to do with the remission of our of our what? Of our sins. If they're. Uh, can you listen while I do this? Okay, I'll do this first then. They were not able to multitask. I know I taught on that recently and it makes you stupid. <laughs> while I'm doing it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. If someone were to be here tonight, and they had some things going on in their life that were not right, they weren't that were not. It's not holy. It's not righteous. It's not right in the sight of God. Something going on. How many think you could, you could buy faith in connection with this cup and what it represents? Receive forgiveness, complete and absolute and total forgiveness right now. If you're not sure, yes. Yeah. This this is a big deal here. And this is a weighty issue. This is Jesus on the cross, what this represents. Yeah, if you got anything going on, anything that's not right with you and God, anything. I don't mean that you couldn't receive it outside of communion, but he told us to do this for a reason. And the reason was remembering. Because we forget. And sometimes we need a tangible Real life application practice to help us remember. He wants it to be so settled in your mind and in my mind, in our hearts, that forgiveness, the the price has been paid. His blood has been shed. There is nothing that escapes the power in the blood of Jesus. There is no sin, no guilt, no shame, no failure. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing. Amen. So I say that in, in, in all seriousness. You got something going on? Let's get this fixed. Talk about a breakthrough. I mean, that might not seem real powerful to some, but I tell you, if someone walks around with weight on them, they feel like a rascal. They feel guilty. They feel condemned. They feel shamed. They feel like they're less than. They feel like they're a second-class citizen. They're, they feel like there's Man, that's a, that's a bondage. That's a bondage. Let's knock that off let's get free of that right now amen Amen. and you can get it right by this okay now now we I think most of us say well yeah I believe that I I can accept that All right. now what if someone had a physical problem if I can receive forgiveness by faith and go whoop thank you Lord I'm forgiven it is so amen what about a physical problem This this represents the body this represents the body What will happen to the body? Man, it was brutalized. Specifically, the scripture said it was bruised or striped. Different translations. Bruised. It was striped for what? For our body. For our healing. For our physical redemption. For our healing. Yeah. Forgiveness. Whoop. And I'm free. Healing. Whoop. Thank you, Lord. It's done. Amen. I got it now. Let's not make this hard and this easy let's keep them both easy yeah, yeah, it's God's power so they're both easy He's, Jesus already did it so they're both easy amen and maybe that word that I gave again, I don't know exactly the timing or, or as far as the uh, how it will manifest in different individuals' lives but if, if you recognize man, there's been something yeah, I, I need to get on the other side of that and break through it do it right now Okay? as we partake say thank you lord i'm free and i'm walking through this and i'm done with it in jesus name and that's your faith reaching out right there huh see we can do this in a religious way go through the motions and whoop, 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 or we can let it impact us in a deep way in a deep and powerful way by remembering and by letting it have a have a tangible impact in our lives amen thank you Lord let's do this now let's first take the bread and we'll pray over it you say anything you want to say to the Lord you make your confessions of faith you take him at his word Father thank you for Jesus his body was broken for us he was striped you said it in your word that by his stripes We were healed. Thank you for the physical redemption of our body. Thank you that tumors dry up now. Thank you that bones are mended together now. Thank you that hearing and eyesight and skin issues, all these things come back and they are made well now because Jesus took stripes for us we receive and we're thankful and we remember what He did for us as we partake of this bread in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Backs are lining up backs are coming into alignment right now (laughs) thank you lord straightening up right now in jesus name (laughs) thank you lord yeah oh we give you the glory for that lord thank you jesus we give you praise we give you honor we give you thanks thank you lord you're so good to us lord you're so good to us you're so faithful thank you holy spirit for you watch over his word word of God and you perform it in our midst Mm. thank you Lord, ooh this is good Mm. thank you Lord, All right, let's take the cup, Father in the name of Jesus, we're so thankful for the blood of Jesus spilled for us, thank you Lord he shed his blood for the remission of our sins our sins are washed away separated as far as the east is from the west sins are washed away in the sea of forgetfulness. (laughs) And we're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. We remember what Jesus did for us and we're so thankful. We receive, we're washed, we are cleansed, we are right with you. Let's drink. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you. We worship your name. Jesus for his body broken I've had that I can remember. I I don't mean the juice was extra tasty or anything. (laughs) It's just God's moving all over this thing. Oh, hallelujah! I love things that are alive. Amen. How many? uh, Let me ask you this first: Who, who? uh, When I said that, I called that out a spinal thing. You could notice a change in your back when i called that out you did and you did and you did amen another one over there amen you did too praise god that's good another one someone else raising their hand or at least you sure usher acting like someone's raising their hand all right over there thank you amen god is good thank you Lord. i know recently in a sunday morning service who was it someone who was right over here they told me after the service I, I don't know if I called out something oh yeah it was lower back in one of the services on a, one of the Sunday mornings and we had people laying their hands on their lower back and and they told me it just went I mean I forget how they said it but it was it popped all the way just right when they sat there like it just all they, they were like surprised how dramatic it was how how, how their, their back got healed right there and they you know, like a chiropractor thing or something. Pop in the back. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Are there others tonight already that you've noticed change in different areas yeah. in your body? Some, some stuff like that. Are there others? By lifting up your hand, you'd say, I've noticed some." Yes, some am over there. A bunch over there. All right. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Another one over there the one back back there it's good to acknowledge this you know and there's a time to share and there's a time to share things but uh, whenever god moves it's good to acknowledge it because your faith is amen thank you lord well god is good let's just pray for a moment father thank you for what you're doing here thank you for what you're doing in our midst thank you for showing yourself strong and mighty in our midst tonight you're doing all things well like you always do thank you for your holy presence holy 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 presence we worship you we give you praise in Jesus name amen amen thank you Lord amen guys what should we do with these want us to get rid of them or I guess you can pass them to the aisles if you want to get rid of it. If you'd rather hold on to it, you can keep them. Souvenir symbol of my breakthrough, hanging on the wall. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're just scratching the surface, aren't we? Amen. We're in a good place, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should see what's going to happen in the day the next little bit in front of us. I tell you, God's going to show himself strong, strong, so mighty in our midst. We're going to have more stories to tell than we have time to tell. You're going to go and get your, get your hair done and stuff, and it won't be long enough because you're going to have too many stories to tell, you know and they're professional talkers and you're going to be doing all the talking telling all the things that you saw that week amen tell all the things that you saw all the things that happened all the things that God did <laughs> I'm not kidding either amen amen now I have a, a different scripture to, this will be different but I'll just go ahead and and uh, do this. Look at Revelation chapter one. Thank you, Lord. Revelation is the last book of the Bible, and don't mess with it. If you read the end of the last book, don't mess with this book. <laughs> Uh, in chapter 1 verse 7 it reads behold he is coming now he is is Jesus you believe he's coming? he's coming say sir seems like he's taking a long time less than your whole life (laughs) less than my whole life he already came once so we have evidence there's a, there's, a, there's a track record here of him coming and he's coming again he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him that's a powerful thing so don't be concerned about you know man I was getting the email all of a sudden the Lord came and I missed him Not it says every eye will see him even they who pierced him Wow! So it's not just talking about those who are alive on the earth. Even they who pierced him, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, Amen. Now think about that for a moment. We often we often speak about the coming of the Lord as a great, glorious, rejoicing time. Anybody looking forward to it? I am. Yeah, what a day of rejoicing that will be. But look at the scriptures. It says all the tribes of the earth are going to mourn. You know, when the Lord comes back, it will not be a happy time for everybody. Everyone's going to see him. And some people are going to go, oh, man. Why? Well, because they they rejected him. They denied Him. They went their own way. They turned their back on the the ways of God. They didn't receive the Lord. And so it's not a happy time for everybody. It will be a happy time for us. It won't be a happy time for everybody. I say for us, I'm talking, I'm assuming everyone's in the family, but I don't know. If you're not, come on in. The door is open his arms are open wide. But I think this is something we should be aware of. I don't think we lead with it. I don't think it's the focus of our conversation. But we should be aware that what's coming upon the earth is a great and glorious time for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is a terrible time for those who are not in. And when the Lord comes back, mm, there's going to be a lot of moaning and groaning because people have their time. They're given space, they're given opportunity, space to repent, to get right with God. But how many know we do not have unlimited time? It is the fool who says, I'm going to get to it later. The fool who says, yeah someday or one of these days I'm going to get right with God the fool puts it off because how many know there is no guarantee of a tomorrow for that person whether they leave this earth through through death or one of these days and I'm thinking it's going to be us you know I'm thinking I'm going to be here one of these days the Lord's going to interrupt the current way of things and everything's going to change just like that and some things will be no more you know look look with me over at uh, let me just show you a couple verses while we're talking at Matthew chapter 13 and I'm not going to give you a whole message or teaching I'll just talk for a little bit it's been good to be in. The, been good to be together. We should be aware of this, though. In Matthew thirteen. Um, sorry, I got to find the verse here. That verse that said the kingdom's like a net 47, thank you. Again, verse 47, Matthew 13, 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a drag net that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind, which, when it in it was full, they drew to shore, and they sat down and gathered. The good into vessels, but through the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. I think we're at the end of the age. We're, We're real close to the edge. It will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I think we, uh, so, sometimes when I read the scripture and I think about various subjects, especially as, as a pastor, I, I'm, I'm always thinking about, am I bringing the full counsel of God? Am I balanced? Am I, am I giving everyone a full plate of, of spiritual nutrients? Amen. Not that I'm obligated to feed everybody. We, we're, when you grow up, you feed yourself. But at the same time, I mean, that's part of my job is to tell you that. <laughs> but at the same time, we, we deliver things concerning a v- variety of different issues. And so I look at, uh, in part, I look at a certain subject. Is this mentioned barely in the Bible? Is it mentioned, you know, medium? Is it mentioned a lot? And, and sometimes I weigh out different subjects. For example, if you were to talk about uh, finances. You know, there's great pressure in in certain circles to stay away from that subject because you can be criticized and you can be your motives can be impugned. Uh, but when you look at Scripture, you find out well, there's a lot of that in there. I think we should talk about it not just once a year. You know, I think we should I think we should talk about it somewhat frequently. Jesus talked about money and that kind of stuff a lot. So it would be wrong, based on my study of scripture, to relegate that to a, you know, just a rare time to ever touch it because someone might get offended. That would be wrong. You know what I mean? i might be leaving tacos out of your diet. It's wrong. Also, though, I mean, you can look at a number of subjects, obviously faith and prayer and some of these big ones. But when you talk about eternal judgment, when you talk about, that is not something that was mentioned just one or two times either. I don't, do you ever think about that? And I realize for the believer, it's not like I need to hear that all the time to function, you know, to carry out my day. But I shouldn't neglect those scriptures. I shouldn't be like, you know, the favorite scripture person and I only read the different parts that make me feel good. I, the Lord talked about these things for a reason and we should all be aware. We should be knowledgeable of it. Again, not that we're going to lead with it. Not that we're going to, you know, we're going to do a series on hell every other month. You know what I'm talking about? But the verses are there and there's quite a few of them. And so for us to, uh, because it, you know, might be an uncomfortable subject or it's not not exactly glorious, we stay away from it. I don't think we should do that. You know, if you read the book of Joel, and and then Peter quoted Joel on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And he talked about this great and, depending on your translation, awesome day of the Lord, notable day of the Lord. The Old Testament verse said terrible day of the Lord. He's talking about this, this, com- this great and terrible, awesome day of the Lord. That's talking about judgment. It is. Now, how many know for the believer, we don't have to be afraid. If you've received Jesus, forgiveness of sins and eternal life, you need not fear judgment. Even judgment day for the Christian is at the judgment seat of Christ. And it's about, it's about reward or loss of reward but it's not about heaven and hell for the believer judgment should not be a fearful thing alright but again we have many many prophecies Jesus talked about it, the apostles talked about it there's a coming day and it's there's some awesomeness to it but it's not not going to make you smile amen let's be aware of it Look look at Luke chapter 16 would it ever be right for this to be a part of our dialogue, even with an unbeliever? I say yes. Jesus taught this. He taught this in a context, but he taught all these things. Now, when I'm when I'm sharing the gospel with someone who doesn't know the Lord, I don't I don't open up with hell. <laughs> I mean, I'm aware the Scripture says it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. We lead with his love, his goodness, Jesus on the cross. Is there ever a time to bring up the subject? There are some times when it would be right and say, by the way, there's an impending horror coming. And if for no other reason, I feel like I'd be remiss in my love towards you if I didn't warn you. Dude, you're about to drive off a cliff. Sometimes. It's the right thing to say, and in the in the context of the whole discussion of what we know, uh, it should be part of the conversation. Amen. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There is a way to go. In in Luke chapter sixteen, Jesus said here in verse nineteen, there was a certain rich man. He's not talking. He's not, no parable here. All right. He's not likening anyone into anyone else. He, he said, There is a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores and was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. I mean, two opposites in life as far as extreme, extremes here. So it was that the beggar died and... And was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died also and was buried. So we we, we can see uh, uh, obviously, rich or poor, you're gonna die. Outside of the Lord returning in our lifetime, which very well may be the case. If not, we're all gonna die. Whether you've fared sumptuously or you were beggar, we're all gonna die. We're all the same at that point. Right? You know, you've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. <laughs> right? You cannot take it with you. We're all in the same boat. Uh, but in this situation, it said the angels carried the the beggar dude. Now, you, know, you don't get rewarded for being a beggar, by the way, and punished for being rich. That's not the message here. Man, if you're rich, you're going to hell, dude. No, that is not his message. Nor is he saying if you're a beggar, you're going to heaven. How many know salvation is by grace through faith. It's believing what Jesus did for you on the cross. Everyone has sin, but this is the situation. Uh, so the angels carried uh, the beggar to Abraham's bosom. Now, I don't know if you recognize what that is. That, that, that language can be kind of confusing. What, he put him in Abraham's lap? How big is this guy, Abraham, anyway? <laughs> Abraham's bosom is uh, was a place That in the Old Testament, prior to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and the Ephesians 4 experience, um, all those who were right with God went to this place called Abraham's bosom. It was not heaven, okay? Why? Because they had not been born again, so no unregenerate person could uh, could go to heaven. Right? So they were all by nature sinners, but they were right with God. They had received salvation in the sense they're waiting for the Messiah who hadn't come yet. So they got put in the holding tank, if you will. Those are my words. Abraham's bosom, they were comforted. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about what was going on there other than uh, they were waiting for the Messiah to come. And Ephesians 4 says that Jesus led a multitude of captives. Um, out of there so when jesus died and he went into abraham's bosom and preached they all raised their hand he said i'm pretty sure he did it like this on three i want everyone to lift your (laughs) (laughs) hand. not totally sure on this one two three okay (laughs) and all but anyway they all got born again and then he led them into heaven because then they could stand before the presence of God because they were washed, clean, they were born again they had a a living spirit but in the meantime, they went to that place okay, so that's the the short of that verse 23, the rich guy now he said, verse 23, and being in torments in Hades, what we call hell Hades being in what? In, in torments see that's real so this guy was, was there. He's still there. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his, bo- in his bosom. So in other words, apparently Abraham's bosom and Hades were close together. One side was suffering. The other side was comfort. Then he cried out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in the, in the water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this in this flame. So he's conscious, he's aware, he's in a very uncomfortable situation, and he's able to see there are people that are not. That's not heaven again. No one's there now. But at the time, that was the case. Um, Verse 26, and besides this, oh, let's see. Verse 25, but Abraham said, son... Remember that in your lifetime you received good things and likewise Lazarus' evil things, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that you cannot, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those uh, from there pass to us. So I, I picture like the Snake River Canyon down there in Twin Falls. There's a great gulf fixed. We can't get across. Maybe it wasn't that wide though because they could obviously communicate. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send send him to my father's house for I have five brothers that he may testify to them lest they should also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if one goes to him from the dead, they will repent. But he said to them, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded though one rises from the dead. And so we see they were able able to have this conversation going back and forth across this this great gulf. But Jesus again was teaching here. He gives us kind of a little more information, there's a little more insight. But over and over we see Jesus makes mention of eternal judgment. He makes mention of those who are who are tormented. Basically, he talks about hell. This is Jesus talking about this. All right. I think for those of us who are already in the kingdom of God, it should serve to us as a motivator. A motivator. Not, we're afraid of it and we're... No, if you've received salvation, live in confidence of your acceptance by God. You're good to go. Don't be afraid of this place. All right. But it should be a motivator. Because I tell you, uh, we don't want anyone to go. We want to rescue people. And I tell you, the Lord told us about this for a reason. Told us so we would be aware. So we would, at times with passion, (laughs) and moved to rescue people from hell. It's been said that, uh, I didn't make up this statement, but earth is the only heaven some people will ever know. And earth is the only hell others will ever know. That's us. This is as hellish as it gets if you've received eternal life. But for some, this is as good as it ever gets. Knowing that, and we could read a lot, there's a lot more scriptures on this. Knowing that, let's be moved. Let's be moved, aware of eternity, conscious. that There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Live with this awareness. There are people that are falling off the planet every single minute. Some are going into glory. Blown away by God's amazing presence. Some are not. People are falling off all the, off, off the planet. They're falling off. Their, their bod- bodies are giving out in some form or fashion and they're leaving here. And eternity is reality. Amen. Now that's a weird message, isn't it? That's different. It seemed good that I say that. I know that's not an exhaustive teaching. I know that's not, you know. But it is—it it is a reality. And uh, and if we'll live conscious of this, let it motivate you to share the gospel with others. Let it be a motivator. Well, it's uncomfortable. They might not accept me. They might not, but it's kind of worth worth it to chance it, huh? Man, they'll call me a fanatic. They might, and it might be worth it to share with them anyway. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for what you're doing in our lives. We acknowledge you. We thank you for working in us today. Thank you for helping us. And Lord, we thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. There's a great great day coming for us. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Lord, we want to have your heart and be moved and touched with the feeling of others' infirmities so that we would go after them and take them home with us. Our steps are right. Fill our mouths with words and give us boldness to speak your word, I pray.